Mm. Remember last week when I said that the new fall merch will be available this week? Well, I was lying. Apparently, I'm a liar. Didn't realize it at the time. I also said I'd be on keto this week. That I kind of knew I was lying about because that didn't happen. I went to 7-Eleven and got a frozen burrito. Anyways, if you love the podcast, give it five-star review right now, wherever you're listening to it. If you hate it, give it a one-star review. Go ahead. Say, I can tell how fucking ugly this guy is by the sound of his voice. That's fine. I can take it. Someone said I had a face for radio. That's why we don't do video. That's a good one. Give it one star if you hate it. Five stars if you like it. Make sure you be a bunch of sharing Karens out there. Get your friends involved, your grandma, whatever you got. MySpace Grinder. Share it. All right. So I'm reading about this Kanye West guy. All right. Uh, uh, mutiny. He's having a mutiny. Everybody's bailing on him. He used to have friends. He used to have companies that worked with them. And one by one, they're all falling apart. It's sort of like that guy, Trump. Remember him? I know I said I wouldn't talk about Trump unless I was referring to a fart. But Kanye's a lot like Trump in that they're rich, powerful men surrounded by people who don't ever tell them no. And that is a very dangerous spot, especially if you're a little bit mentally unhinged. Okay, I'm, and like I said, not talking about Trump, but the similarity here is that they both started or took over a new social media platform that nobody cares about. Kanye is buying Parler. Parler? Are you kidding? What, what do you think all six of its users that, by the way, use it to plan clan meetings, what are they going to think about a black man buying it? And what's that when Trump started? What's it called? Truth? Truth social. Ah. See, you'd reach more people writing on a bathroom stall at Applebee's. Both of them. Both of those guys are like, when they buy social platforms like that with their money or stardom, they're like little kids that took their ball and, and went home. You know, oh, you guys are playing baseball? Fine. I'm taking my ball and leaving. And the kids are like, that's cool. We're playing baseball baseball with a baseball you take your weird square shaped football and go play by yourself that's fine and that's what they do i swear kanye is like a small child you know specific like he did some freaky friday shit with a nine-year-old but like one of those crazy wolf ralph wiggum kids who like has a he sees a leprechaun all the time that tells him to burn things and he's uh, lighting ant farms up with a magnifying glass. That's him who one day woke up as a rich and powerful media fashion music mogul who gets to do whatever he wants and no one's going to tell him no because everybody around them, they all want a seat on the private jet. There's only so many seats. And the only way to keep your seat is by saying, yep, that's a great idea, Kanye. Oh, Skeet Davidson. Ha 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 ha. How clever. They got to say that shit. Oh, yeah, go ahead and show up at your ex-wife's house at a party. That wouldn't be weird at all, Kanye. Ha, 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 ha. Because that's shit that they got to deal with. In life, there's shit you got to deal with. And there's shit you could say, nope, don't got to deal with this. It's like a shark. No matter who you are, that is something you have to deal with. And you have to deal with it now. And, and it's like making plans. When somebody else makes plans and you want fucking nothing to do with it, but social norms dictate you have to be extremely polite about it. 
You know, especially when someone says, hey, let's all go to this overpriced brunch shit and have some drinks. And afterwards, all you want to do is take a nap at 1 p.m. But then let's go somewhere awful like a pumpkin patch maze or an escape room or whatever, some nightclub full of date rapists. And you go, uh, nah, that sounds horrible. I'd rather go to a suicide cult on their final meeting. But they say shit like, it's my birthday. That's what I'm doing for my birthday. And that puts a fork in the road. Because now, now you're put in a position where you have to weigh the emotional investment that you have in your friendship with this person and decide if it's, ah, fuck, I got to deal with this. Or, wait a minute, I don't got to deal with this. I'd rather stay home that night and smash a rock in my face than do all of that. But that's the thing with that fork in the road. It's in all aspects of life. You always have to make that decision. Except for a shark. You got to deal with that right away. But it, like, let's say if your guy or your girl, whatever, says, I had a dream that you cheated on me with my grandparents. And now I'm mad. That's something you got to deal with if you have the emotional investment. But if they pull some crazy shit like that a little bit too early, you can say, ah, hold it right there. I don't got to deal with this shit. And you just walk out the door. <laughs> it's, it's the same as, it's the same as when somebody is 10 minutes deep into their workplace drama stories. Uh, if you're, if you're too invested in this person, you got to deal with it. And you have to, you have to feign the enthusiasm. You got to go, oh, wow. Oh, shit. So crazy. Yeah, fuck Brenda, that bitch. I hate her. But the whole time you're secretly wishing you get hit by a car so the conversation ends faster. It's wild how much torture we put ourselves through just to be polite. It's almost. And then and then it's like you're, you're almost quizzed on this cast of characters you don't know and or you never will. And you don't even care if they live or die. Remember that bitch, Kathleen? Uh, I don't know. Does she clog a toilet or something? No. She's the one that's always late but has a Starbucks. And you're like, oh, God. God, please be real. Please strike me down. Please end this with barbed wire going around my neck. And see, I'm, I'm bad at reading body language. I am the worst person at reading in at reading body language, but not like somebody telling a boring story. That's when everybody's got Asperger's, you know? The 10 minute, the 10 minute mark of a, of a boring work story is when I start, I just stop moving. If, if we're walking, I stop walking and I just kind of slide my hands down my legs, put my, put my hands on my knees and kind of lean over a bit and I start <sighs> heavy sighing. Okay. I'm now 60 seconds away from jumping in front of a bus. But that's the thing. We all do that. We all, we all both go through that and we all do it to somebody else. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. Not ever. I'm one of those guys that you say, you say, how was your day? I go good or bad, whatever. One word answer. But then I'll start talking about penguins. I'll learn something about penguins and then I need to share it with everybody. Oh, do you know the people don't want to hear that? But they put up with it because they love me. <laughs> and Canadians, 
Canadians, we're a polite bunch. I, I actually met a fellow Canadian recently at a little Irish pub in Orange County just this week. Met this guy. You know, I show up. It's right after Sunday football. I go there. Dude's outside smoking. He's wearing a full San Diego, uh, not Chargers, San Diego Padres hat and in his uh, jersey. And he's there to watch the game. Whatever. We get to shoot in the shit. Turns out he was born in Winnipeg. That is fucking insane. I have yet to meet somebody born in Winnipeg here in LA. And there he was. And it was a cool thing because, you know, he texts his mom. He's like, oh, you know, I moved here when I was six years old. But let me ask what neighborhood we lived in. Oh, River Heights. Oh, cool. I live right next to that in St. James and Charleswood. And he's like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Right on. I say, you want to do a shot? He says, yeah. So we go into the bar. We take a nice little shot. And then he says that he's a Trump supporter. I didn't ask. I don't remember asking. He does his shot, wipes his mouth, and goes, ah, I like Donald Trump. And I go, we're at this part of the evening, are we? Well, I don't got to deal with this shit. Turn my head and look at something else. And he's talking about Trump. And I say, well, you're Canadian. How could you even vote for him? And then he says, well, I actually didn't vote for him because I can't vote at all because I'm not a citizen. And that is when I had to put my drink down. Because clearly, somebody spiked it with LSD. There is no way that I heard that sentence come out of this man's mouth. And before I can even react to it, this fucking douchebag comes out of nowhere, taps us on the shoulder, and he goes, hey, what you guys talking about? And I'm like, nothing. And the guy's like, Trump. And he goes, oh, that's really cool. Listen, I'm pragmatic. I'm a pragmatic Pete, and I see both sides of the story. And I go, I don't got to deal with this shit. I don't fucking care, pragmatic Pete. Looked like he had one of them pointy faces, looking all marsupial, you know? Like, one of his parents was a kangaroo. His dad was just a normal dude, but his mom was a kangaroo that his dad fucked. And then this kangaroo douchebag needs to point out, he's like, I know people in Congress. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't got to deal with this. And he's like, well, another thing is I have a lot of money. I don't fucking care, bro. I, I could already tell because he had those shoes on where it looks like, you know, he could be going to a nightclub with date rape in his pockets or he could be going bowling. It looks like he could be doing both. And then the Canadian Trump supporter goes, hey, so if you're from Manitoba, do you like propaganda? And I say, yeah. And he goes, oh, cool. They're like one of my favorite bands. And I go, what the fuck? Have you ever heard their lyrics? And he goes, yeah, they're the exact opposite of my beliefs, which is actually why I was kicked out of my band. And I go, I, I don't have to deal with this. Why am I dealing with this? But then Pragmatic Pete says, out of nowhere, my dad has a lot of money. And I go, that's cool, but he fucked a kangaroo. And then the Canadian Trump supporter pulls out his phone and he plays what must be a soundboard from a horror movie because it sounds like two chainsaws are fighting each other with a rabid deer caught in the middle shrieking its last breath. And he goes, this is the band that kicked me out. We're on Spotify. Nobody without an internet can connection can't get put on there. And that's when I realized ah, it's time to go. But see, that's the thing with Orange County, is you have 
all opinions there. And everybody wants to say it. LA's typically a little left-leaning. A little I don't give a fuck-leaning. Orange County, everybody's got to have something they know about it. But Orange County is also vastly different than Reseda. Orange County has... They, they have nice things like all their teeth. You know this because they've never worn a mask. They got shit to do. You could go and spend $300 at one restaurant. Bro, you could buy Reseda for 300 bucks. There's no restaurants like that. There's nowhere to bring a date except for 7-Eleven. You know, maybe grab her a slice of pizza that only Jeffrey Dahmer would eat. Maybe you could... Cook her a hot dog over a shoe you set on fire. Still. Still, it's it's better than Winnipeg. Yep, everybody says, how bad can it be? It's still in Canada, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You ever hear of minus 50? You ever hear of frostbite on your face if it's exposed to the elements for more than 10 minutes? And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Speaking from my own experience here. I find myself far too fixated on the effects of smaller issues rather than trying to find workable solutions to get back to my regular self. For me, it's often difficult to tell my brain to look at things in a problem-solving mode rather than just dwelling on the effects of it. But I'm telling you, there's nothing like getting the right mindset to get back on track. A therapist can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. For far too long, too many people have not even considered therapy or the benefits of simply getting a professional opinion on how you can approach things in all aspects of your life. When I tried it for myself, I was able to put things in perspective and stop dwelling on whatever's holding me down. For everything big and small, therapy can go a long way. Maybe you just need to vent things out. Maybe you got trauma in your life you need help moving on from. Therapy is a great way to overcome anxiety and depression. In my opinion, the best way for people to try out therapy is with BetterHelp. Because it's all done online. You get matched with a the therapist after a quick survey, and if you want to switch it up with them, you're free to do so anytime. It's not only convenient and easy, it also costs less than traditional therapy. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash ValleyBoys to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Valley Boys. It's worse than you think. People say, oh, well, how bad can it be? Is everybody woken up every day by like a parade or something that just goes through the streets? And instead of candy, they just throw bags of shit. And you're like, yep. That's pretty much the best way to describe Winnipeg. A frozen parade where everybody's throwing bags of shit at you. But still, still, I owe Winnipeg a lot. I owe Winnipeg my no policy. Not no policy. My don't ask me for anything because it's a no policy. It all started with cigarettes. Winnipeg should change its welcome sign to say Winnipeg. Hey there, bud, got an extra smoke? Because that's what everybody asks you. Now, as a smoker, I live downtown Winnipeg. Wrong combination if you don't like talking to strangers. Because I'd be outside my apartment building smoking, and every time, someone would ask for one. And I used my discretion. Sometimes I'd give it up, sometimes I wouldn't. And I had a hard time with that. So I decided to count it one time. I decided to see how many cigarettes I would give out every time somebody asked me. So I counted. I counted every single time someone asked me for a cigarette through the duration of one pack, and guess what? 
if I gave one out every single time, the world would be getting more cigarettes than I would. Which I'm not necessarily opposed to because it makes them die. But anyways, I developed the no policy because I had this hippie neighbor. He smoked too. We'd be out on the front of our apartment building smoking together in minus 50 weather. And every single time someone asked for a cigarette, he would give it to them. He was this nice hippie dude, probably liked the spin doctors. He actually designed the bike paths of Winnipeg. So none of this surprises me. And one day I said, you're really nice. You give out cigarettes every time someone asks. And he goes, yeah, man, I, uh, I, I don't deny people tobacco. That's my policy. I have a yes policy. I don't deny people tobacco. And I go, oh, okay. I like this. I like it a lot. I'm going to employ this in my life. Except it's a no policy. Ah, oh, I feel so much better. No, every single time. Hey there, bud, got an extra smoke? And I go, nope. I do not. These are all for me. There's no such thing as an extra smoke. They're like 70 cents each in Canada. No such thing as an extra one. I don't keep one behind glass in case of an emergency. But regardless, there's a no policy. Nothing I can do about it. And I, I, I carry that with me to this day. I was at the gas station. I'm paying for my business. And the woman behind the counter says to me, would you like to make a donation for the children? And I go, huh? The children? Like yours? And she has this pamphlet with what's clearly a, a disadvantaged child on it. And she says, yes, we're collecting donations for the children. Hmm. Okay. All right, lady, listen, you're new here. I get it. You don't know about the no policy. So I'm just going to let you know now that there is a very strict no policy in my life, which means you don't ask me for anything because the answer is no, even for the children, especially coming from a major corporation like yours that's trying to solicit donations out of me so that you can get a big fat tax break. No, thank you. Also, come up with a better name. See, I talk a big game. I talk a big game. I don't, I, I say yes when people ask me for food, you know? Like if someone's outside 7-Eleven, they go, hey man, can you buy me a little slice of pizza? And I go, all right. You sure you want that pizza? As I said earlier, it looks like something only Jeffrey Dahmer would eat. And then I give him a slice of pizza. Not a big deal. It's hard for me to deny people food. Maybe I'm a little bit more empathetic towards that because I'm a fat fuck. I told you I didn't get on that keto. I treat my body like a dumpster behind 7-Eleven. And that's the thing. The human body is one of the most disgusting things on the planet. The human body's already quite sick. And I managed to make it even grosser by filling it full of booze and 7-Eleven burritos. I feel like your body does punish you. There's no question. It, it punishes you with sass, though. You know what I mean? It's got an attitude about it. It's like, oh, oh, you want to be grouse and order a breakfast burrito at 3 a.m. when you just woke up and had to get some water? You want that? You want to outgrouse me, the human body? Let's go. Ever hear of a digestive system? Ever hear of diarrhea? That's me. And now it's something you got to deal with. Oh, oh, you're going to order a milkshake? From McDonald's when you already ordered a burger from Wendy's? You fat fuck. Here's some man tits. 
Now everybody's going to know that you eat pie in the shower. Now everybody's going to know that you have all the fast food apps. Which, by the way, I do. I got them fast food apps, and some of them are quite pointless. They just remind you of its existence. A little, a little pig noise comes on when it sends you a notification, and it goes, Remember Big Macs? They exist. See you in 20 minutes, fatty. And your brain... Your brain doesn't like that either. Your brain is just as spiteful. It's like different parts of your body are like a barbershop quartet, you know? And the brain is the wild card. The brain's the crazy one. It goes, hey, motherfucker, I told you to get some more rest. Hey, motherfucker, I need some water. And you're drinking beer. A lot of beer. The brain is like, it's so spiteful. It tells you, hey, okay, I asked for water. You gave me beer. Give me that phone. Pick up that phone. All right, I'm texting something weird to your ex. Done. And the next day, when you're dealing with that shit, because you got to deal with that if you did it, your brain goes, I tried to warn you. Had to give you that tough love. It's like a stepdad, you know, that warned you, uh, warned you about not touching his tools. He's like, I told you not to do that. Your fucking brain, dude. Fuck the human brain. And then your butt has to get involved. You know, it's part of this barbershop quartet too, but this is the dumb guy. This is the one that's like, Dar, what's this button do on the assembly line? And then you shark. Anyways, fall merch should be out next week. I know I said that last week, but I guess I was lying. Just like how I said it would be on keto. I guess I was lying. Oh, I also lied about not watching the Halloween movie. I said, fuck that Halloween movie. I'm not watching that. And then I did. It's because, okay, so you know how they have the new trilogy of this particular branch of Halloween movies. The first one came out a few years ago. I saw that in the theater with Brandon. And and uh, it was a stinkeroo. I vowed not to watch the second one. But then the second one rolled around last year. And I go, oh, it doesn't look so bad. Let's give it a shot. But I'm not paying for it. That's the trick. I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. But only for free. Now, I'm not going to admit to any crimes. I'm not about to entrap myself. None of that. I'm just going to say... The movie was out there somewhere on the internet, and then it mysteriously appeared on my computer. But then we got a letter from the internet company saying, don't do that shit. So I would have to have paid a very great price for such a shitty movie. And then I, and then when I watched it, it was the worst thing. That was the worst Halloween they ever made. Even worse than that one where, where he was a witch or something, you know? And I vowed not to watch it, but then the, the, the new one came around, and last week... The things I was bitching about, you know how he's got to be 100 years old now? He's the old dude at the Apple store trying to figure out how to turn his phone on. Well, no spoilers. All I'm saying is that they addressed it. They did make him 100 years old. I guess that is kind of a spoiler. But you know what? It's been out for a week. If you haven't seen it, you're not going to. Halloween. Halloween. It's one of those It's one of those uh, drinking holidays. It's like St. Patrick's Day. Christmas. Valentine's Day, all those holidays where you have to get super drunk. And everybody likes wearing costumes. I don't do that. I don't like wearing costumes. I have no particular reason for it. I'm just very uncomfortable in them. You know how even even if everybody in the room is wearing a costume and I am too, I'm super uncomfortable. It would be like if you wore a costume and nobody else was, how awkward you would feel. That's me in any costume. So I try not to wear I did wear one once way back in the day. Uh, my friend Craig had this big old pimp, this like this ridiculous, uh, uh, like like a like a pimp robe. So I wore that and a funny hat, and I went to a party. It was the dumbest thing. 
I was just talking to Craig today, as a matter of fact, today. If you recall some of, uh, some of the episodes, I've talked about different band stories. When I was in a band called Senor Dinosaur, and we melted faces, he was in that band. And that Halloween party was actually right, right after we recorded a batch of songs. Okay? So we're at this party, and, and he had the songs on his Zoom, or his Zoom, whatever the fuck it's called. This is how old it is. That was this really shitty, like, giant brick of a MP3 player that held 14 songs, you know? And he had it on his Zoom, and people were like, oh, let's play it at the party, ha <laughs> The owner of the house, the person whose house it was, wanted no part of that. In fact, she didn't really like anybody else in the band but Craig. But, you know, we're his friends, so we're there too fucking shit up. And she goes, nope, nope. You know how you have that no policy about cigarettes? Well, I have a no senior dinosaur policy. We are not playing that shit. And everybody convinced her otherwise, she played it. Now, get this. Get this. While the song was playing, the little Zoom thing was connected to the speakers. She was down there, crouched down like a tiger, waiting for the song to end so she could immediately rip the ox cord out. And no judgment. She's a big woman. That could not have been very comfortable. That's how much our band, our band's music was hated by people. And if I'm not mistaken, she was, she was a musician too. But that's the thing, right? Halloween's a drinking holiday. Parties, whatever. And if you're going to be doing drinking games when you're 30, your body, as we've discussed, is going to retaliate. Oh, you're doing jello shots and you're 30? <laughs> you're going to play beer pong and you're 40? <laughs> Shitting and farting and diarrhea. I just, I don't know. I don't like drinking games that much. I suppose it's probably because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of an alcoholic. So that is a drinking game in itself. How about that? How about that? I play a game called Being Me. I wake up, I be Dave Weasel, and I go, oh, gross. I need a drink. Where's that little bottle of Jack Daniels? Not that like mini airplane bottle, but like the, the in-between one where it's plastic because they know you're a slob and you're going to drop it. So they make it plastic so it doesn't shatter and you have to drink the booze out of a carpet like you're burning gumble. Uh, that's the drinking game I play. It's called peeing. It sounds worse than it is. No, I, I do like to drink. I'm not. This is the second podcast in a row where I didn't have a drop of booze. And again, I said this at the end of at the end of the last one. It's not to better myself. Has nothing to do with anything like that. It's just because I got shit to do. I'm doing this a little bit earlier in the day. Usually I do it at night. You know, and it's nice to, to, to crack a beer and start ripping some shit. Today, it's, this is all me. I'm on nothing but 7-Eleven burritos, some chips, and this uh, squirty thing that you have to put into your water to, to make it taste better so you drink more of it. Which gives you diarrhea. Some people have asked me about... Uh, if the whole Jehovah's Witness thing was real because at, when I was a kid, yes, very real. As a kid, my mom joined the cult. She was part of the club. Couldn't swear. Couldn't have birthdays. I thought I was seven years old until I was 10. That was all very real. And Halloween was one of those times where, uh, you know, I had to wait out in the hallway while they were doing cool shit like carved pumpkins. You know, they were telling stories about witches and werewolves. And I had to go outside, sit in the hallway and stare at my dick. I remember kids would often smuggle me some of that Halloween candy, you know? They'd come out in the hallway, they'd hand it over to me. I'm like, oh, you got the Snickers? And they're like, keep it down. Keep it down. Like it's black tar heroin, you know? Don't really miss those days. 
<laughs> but yeah, that that's all real. That's all very real. All of that happened. Jehovah's Witness. Ugh. I used to have a couple jokes about that on stage. And I don't really like the zingery jokes. You know, the little one-liners. But when you're in, when you're in actual comedy clubs, I, and specifically a comedy club where nobody knows who you are, because if, if I'm at Jam in the Van or something or you know, somewhere cool like that and it's my show and people are coming out to see me, I can say whatever the fuck I want. But in, in clubs especially where no, people don't really know who I, they're not there to see me is what I'm saying. Like it's not my show. I got a couple hacky, dorky, shitty jokes. And one of the, some of them have to do with being Jehovah's Witness because that's an angle that hasn't really been covered in stand-up. So, you know, I'm giving it a shot. I say shit like, oh, yeah, I grew up as Jehovah's Witness. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell knock-knock jokes. And for whatever reason, that kills. I mean, I'm butchering the delivery on the podcast, but for whatever reason, that dumb, corny shit slays in comedy clubs. I say, I say shit like, oh, we didn't celebrate Halloween, but we went door-to-door every other day of the year, and people are like, that's funny. But again... Um, comedy clubs aren't, they're not coming out to see me. They're, they're there anyway. Their, their work was given tickets, whatever the, the situation was. <laughs> whatever. What time is it? Okay. I actually know what time it is because I got this really cool Nixon pilot watch. It came in one of those, um, one of those subscription boxes, but for clothes, I'm using Threadbeast. It, uh, this month I got, um, some pants, a couple cool sweaters, a hat, and this fucking watch, which is like $250. And um, you could get yours, too. Go to threadbeast.com, hit up, uh, use code VALLEY50, and they'll give you an extra $50 worth of shit. So give that a shot. See how it goes. Tell me what you got. I don't know what you're going to get because I don't know what's coming next month. We'll see. All right. If you're going to watch a Halloween movie, it's on Peacock and it's free. Okay? That was the only reason I watched it. If you're going to use Peacock, make sure you use my code Valley. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Make sure you're following me on Instagram. I'm at Dave Weasel. Verified account, little purple dude. I am still not on Twitter. Okay? In January, my account was hacked. The dude sold it for 700 bucks to somebody who logged into my account with their credentials and then Twitter gave it back to me after the second person got it and then they suspended it. To this day, what are we, 10 months later, still don't have my fucking Twitter account. So if you want to, if you're on there, follow at Valley Boys Pod. Okay? That's not me, but. Or I don't run it, but you could follow the Valley Boys on there. At Dave Weasel on Instagram. At Valley Boys Podcast on Instagram for the podcast itself. I hope I didn't get them backwards. All right. From Reseda, California, farts and good night.